0: Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank my listeners as I do every time who come back again and again and again uh, to listen to the words of wisdom from our authors. And today, joining me from Oregon is a very good friend and spiritual leader which I've known for some time, Guy Finley. We've interviewed Guy um three or four times in the past regarding other books this particular new book is called the secret of your immortal self by guy finley it's key lessons for realizing the divinity within good day to you guy how you doing
1: oh good greg nice to be with you
0: well it's nice to have you on again and spend some time and you know this is one of those books for my listeners that there's great little stories anecdotes prior to the story there's a lesson and one thing I can say about Guy Finley is the lessons go deep and they really get you thinking and I think the most important thing in anybody's spiritual growth guy is to get people to really take more time uh, to go at a deeper level so I'm going to let him know a little bit about you as I mentioned uh, Guy's ideas cut straight to the heart Of most important personal and social issues, relationships, success, addiction, stress, peace, happiness, freedom, and they really do lead to a way of a higher life. I've been involved with a guy for some time. He's an acclaimed author of The Secret of Letting Go and more than 40 other books and audio programs that have sold over 2 million copies in 24 languages worldwide. In addition, He has presented over 8,000 unique self-realization seminars to thousands of grateful students throughout North America and Europe over the past 30 years and has been a guest on over a 1,000 television and radio shows, including national appearances on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, NPR, Wisdom Networks, and many others. And for those of you who don't know... Um, Guy is a director of Life of Learning Foundation. It's a renowned nonprofit center of self-study in Merlin, Oregon, with over 200,000 people in 124 company, countries uh, that read his key lessons and emails every week. Well, what can I say other than another great book, but I think most importantly, not just the book, it's how it can transform people, and that's what I look for. And you state that the journey that leads to this immortal self, which is in the title of your book, is demanding and can be difficult, even, as you say, seemingly impossible at times. Why is this so, and what can my listeners do, and myself, to become enlightened to a new state of awareness about our immortal self.
1: I think the very first thing that should be pointed out is that we we already each and every one of us have a certain part of ourselves, an intuition if you will, where we couldn't possibly feel hmm, inadequate to a moment. We couldn't feel the fear of some future situation. We couldn't be aware of these seeming limitations in us if it weren't for the fact that at the same moment that that limitation, that fear, that worry appears, there weren't something already living in us that knows That we are not here on earth to be bound by these limitations, by these negative states. The ability to meet a moment and understand that while the first reaction I have in a moment of fear, of worry, is because something in me is resisting the condition... To understand that first reaction belongs to a part of me that the moment has actually come along to release me from. This is connected to what is immortal in us, for instance. And i like to, as best I can, to give concrete examples.
0: Yeah, good idea. I I, I hear what you're saying. In other words, what we're given is exactly what we need in that moment as you said to kind of understand and evolve in that moment
1: yes we want to see the big picture Mm
0: -hmm. right
1: and and that's what we lose every time that we have a reaction a negative reaction it's just like closing the aperture on a camera so that instead of seeing the wide screen the whole of what's present we see only what remains in that tiny focus in that closed aperture, there is a part of us that doesn't understand the reason for why life unfolds as it does. And the reason it doesn't understand why life unfolds as it does is because it already thinks it knows how life is supposed to unfold. Mm -hmm. So that in this instance, and let's get to a specific here, When we have any given moment in our life, I like to say that lessons ride in on the back of events. You know the idea, Greg, that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm -hmm. Well, who is the teacher? What is the teacher? The first look at it indicates that the teacher is the event itself. We're not going to think about the intelligence behind the event or the reason it sends what it does, but just the fact that when an event takes place, it brings with it a certain lesson. Now, I tell you that every event is that way, but for right now, let's just take the big ones. And we've all had a few big events, haven't we? (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. I recently had one, the death of my mother, so
1: that's a big event. It is a big event. Now, here is this event, and in fact, the event serves as a revelation events are revelations greg now what does that mean an event is a revelation it means that because the event has taken place i am suddenly made aware of i am made conscious of parts of myself that have been in the dark meaning i didn't know they were there and then the event comes along and suddenly by the By the the light of it, the inflection of it, I am awakened to something in me I didn't know was there. So, therefore, something in me is revealed to my own consciousness by the passing event. Mm -hmm. We can see this, yes? Yeah, definitely. All right, now, to what end? So, just to lay the groundwork, I'm sitting here up in my little house in, in the mountains and I'm looking at all these little beautiful goldfinches uh, feeding on the niger seed. You know, when when I'm sitting here working on something or uh, dealing with a, some issue at the foundation, I feel differently than when I look up and see these delicate little golden birds. And the reason is that when I am aware in the moment of these delicate little creatures, the revelation of their presence Introduces me to a character, a quality in my own nature that I was asleep to the moment before. So that a part of me relishes the sensitivity of being in atonement, at one with this creature, which again, their presence reveals to me a similar quality in myself. We on board with that? Mm hmm. So now, can we look and see that, okay, I look at a night sky, I look at the ocean, I look at a mountain. The moment of my relationship with that quality or character in nature awakens me to a similar timeless quality in myself. How do I know it's a timeless quality? Because it was there before I sat down and saw the goldfinch or the great mountain. So the goldfinch and mountain simply remind me by bringing into my awareness the presence of that quality that suddenly we're sharing. Right. So now we understand there is something timeless in us that lives without our awareness of it until the event produces the revelation, and the revelation allows us a momentary integration to be integrated with that timeless, immortal state of ourselves.
0: So why is oh. it why just for a second, is yeah. that timeless moment the only those glimpses into um a space and time and consciousness versus us being able to live in those yeah. blissful moments more frequently?
1: What a perfect question. Because now everybody's on board, right? When I look at something that's beautiful, that's loving that's uh, harmonious, I love the feeling of that because it is reminding me that something beautiful, compassionate, and loving lives in me.
0: hmm Are you ready? I'm ready.
1: Why wouldn't that same exact principle hold true when my mother dies? When somebody cuts me off on the freeway. Right. When I get the information that my health has turned south or my finances have tanked. When somebody does something unkind, uncompassionate, and unloving towards me, why would that moment of the teacher be any different than the moments I love? And? And, Well, the fact is, it's not.
0: It's It's the exact
1: same. It's the same thing. It's it's the exact same principle. But the difference is, (laughs) I like the one and something in me doesn't like having what is in the dark what is uh resistant it doesn't like being revealed
0: mhm you know i'm working on so a so what is it, what is it that's within inside of us that resists becoming aware or resists that particular moment yes, what, do you, what right. do you believe that's within us that's either part of I'm not going to say it's a natural state because I don't actually have a belief that it's a natural state. If we run around with the fact that we believe it's a natural state, we'll, con- we'll consistently have this insidious cycle of believing that's the way it should be.
1: Okay, um, but look, Greg, but Greg, listen to me. This is what... this is. There's just no substitute for this conversation we're having. There is... I'm just sitting here working on a talk for for the, at the Foundation tonight. The word... No. When something in us states no, and resistance is the statement of no, isn't it?
0: Correct, it is.
1: No is the end of all possibilities in that moment. No is the rejection of the possibility of being transformed by the revelation of the moment. And while it is true that our higher nature, our real self, has a natural no in it that does not reject or restrict life, but that acts to strengthen it through a process of creation, there does live in us, and this is something that we have to understand. You talk about insidious. What can be more insidious then continuing to believe that I can change and become a loving human being as long as there is in me this lower nature that belongs to a lower level of myself, of my consciousness, that can only say no to what reveals its limitation because it doesn't want to meet its limitations. It believes the challenging moment to be something as a punishment instead of seeing that it's an invitation to allow us to change, to transcend, to be transfigured, to allow what was in the dark of us to be enlightened, integrated, and unified, so that then, Greg, you and I enter into that moment that was unwanted as one order of human being. But because we understand and respond from this new knowledge, we exit it with a new understanding of our own immortal self. Something that is created to be changed by life, not something that 's always trying to control life to avoid unwanted changes
0: so So let me get some clarity for the listeners and myself on the the concept of no, the state of no yes. um, in in some terms we 're att- we're attempting to protect protect ourselves. I look at it as essentialism and non essentialism. In our lives, we do protect ourselves from things that we don't want to handle anymore by using the word no. So if you would, clarify for me if I'm trying to become more essential in what it is that I do versus non-essential in saying yes to everything that happens. And again, I want clarity, and I think my listeners would as well, because if that's the case, we'd be open to everything, Okay. And again, no is the only way that we can shut down some of the stimulus that comes in.
1: Look, it is proper <clears throat> to say no to certain foods that we know we're allergic to or that we know are not good for us. Mm-hmm. But that's not resisting the food. It's proper to say no to someone who abuses us once we have offered them an opportunity to see that they are such a person. Okay. It's proper to say no when someone wants to borrow money who's never returned the first loan. Mm-hmm. That's not resistance, that's intelligence. Okay. Right. But to say no in the moment when someone disrespects me to the appearance of the part of me that gets angry at being disrespected is to agree that anger is the right response to that relationship. Okay. Anger is a misunderstanding of possibilities. Anger is a limitation. So we must say no to that part of ourself that wants to become active in those moments by recognizing it isn't protecting us. It is protecting itself. Got it. And we're not going to protect what is limited and negative in us. We're going to bring it into the light of that very moment that it has made it possible for us to be aware of it.
0: Okay, that I understand and I'm aware of of where you're going with that. Now. now, let me poise to you another question. Now, this book, The Immortal Self, right. it, the way you came about writing this book was a result of an ex- spiritual experience, like you just mentioned, with the birds out front and creating the yeah. talk this evening. This was about beautiful bonsai trees. And you stated that your experience revealed everything about the existence of timeless interior. Yes. So, I get that you saw all these bonsai trees. I have two myself, right? And I appreciate their beauty because of how old they are and how they form and how beautiful they are. What do you mean about this existence of timeless uh, interior? Um, like the bonsai tree revealed to you?
1: The age and the beauty and the form and the harmony and the flow and all of the qualities that you see in a bonsai tree or in a sequoia as it towers someplace. Those qualities are not just in the thing you observe. The thing observed is revealing the a priori existence of that quality in you okay so, so it's, a timeless, it's a reflection it's a reflection the thing that you look at mirrors the actual existence of those qualities that are in you you can't not you cannot know anything outside of you in terms of becoming conscious of beauty or what is unbeautiful that is not already part of a timeless consciousness that those things outside of you are simply working to reveal. Mm -hmm. That's why in the East they talk about polishing the mirror. To polish the mirror means that there is less and less this tendency to resist what I see because the reflection is something that I don't like. Polishing the mirror means that the observer and the observer become increasingly one thing. No no duality.
0: You tell a great story about that. I I think this is a great opportunity to insert this question. Um, There's a great story in your book um, about this house of mirrors, that uh, this guy puts a special pulsating electricity in the mirror and it's the it's the largest attraction at this you yeah. know this park, and yeah. and that this guy puts this in there, and the guy talks to the owner of the park, and he says, so why is this ride or this attraction got right. three times as many people standing in front of it as yeah. as anyone else, right? And he goes, yeah. it's because people never get tired of looking at themselves. Yeah. And with that, you have this lesson. No reflection is real. I want to first talk about that. If an image could satisfy the desire that it, that created it, then a picture of food would ease the pain of hunger, and painting a smile on one face, painting a fi- smile on one's face in the mirror would soothe away any bitterness of the heart. Speak yeah. with us about the unreal reflections
1: of life. One of the keys to that particular story is hidden in a very deep idea. Resistance is actually a form of identification. When we resist something we see that we don't like, it seems as if we're pushing it away by saying no to it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But the more I try to push away what I don't like the more identified I am with the part of myself that is resisting that revelation. Listeners, if you take your left hand and make it something, uh, call it something you don't like, something you've seen in yourself, something someone else does, it's what you don't like, and make your right hand you. Now what happens if I, my right hand, try to push away what I don't like, my left hand? What happens? Can I push my left hand away? You can. Or am I actually strengthening my left hand the more I push? Well, It's isometric exercise, Greg. Right, it is. It is. So that means the more I don't want something, the stronger I am making the part of me that has rejected it. So when I look in the mirror of life and I see someone or something that isn't approving of me, What I am looking at in the moment is not that person. I'm looking at what that person's action is revealing to me about myself. But if I push away the person and reject them summarily because he or she's an idiot, that's the same as denying the revelation that there's something in me that believes I have no value unless others agree I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that revelation of that moment serves to help me discover I've come into that moment living from a nature that is filled with a false belief, and the event is actually helping me to see it needs to go. Not you need to go, but that part of me that finds only value in approval. See how beautiful this is?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a, a quite a, I don't know, seamless integration once you start to get the realization yes. of this. Now yes. you state that letting go of the useless suffering. I mean look, suffering and separation is something that I think we all do. We don't need to suffer and we don't need to separate. And understanding that death is not the end of life. I obviously had this revolution revelation um with my mother's death and that the and that this is a revelation for many people, what would you say to the listeners out there right now to open up their awareness about being immortal, their soul, getting in touch with their soul, and understanding these two simple principles can really um, transform them as a human being and how they react to not only people, but nature.
1: We have to be very careful, Greg, with what I'm about to say. Because certain ideas, which are truthful ideas, kind of stimulate an automatic response in us where we go, yeah, I know that. And then we're comforted by the feeling of knowing it. Instead of, uh, how do I say this, embracing the idea with a wish to see to the source of it. In this instance, I think it was uh, tiliar Charnan Char to like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, he you said that it, right? we, are, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This means that there is an order to the level of being, the spiritual life, the soul, being prior to the physical existence, the body being a manifestation. Of something more subtle. When we can begin to recognize, as I think you've just said you do, that love, patience, kindness, sacrifice, compassion, that these qualities existed before we took a body through which to experience them. Which means that these qualities of character these Christ-like, light-filled elements, they are timeless. We do not create them. We manifest them. We do not bring them into existence. We discover their existence through revelation. But within us is this timeless part that can be aligned to these timeless characteristics. And when we realize that The love that I have from my mother did not come into existence when my mother and I became partners. Rather, love created our partnership, and that which created my partnership with my mother, my wife, my children, that partnership does not dissolve simply because the instruments that reflected it do. Mm -hmm. When we really feel and know the truth of that, Then when things pass, we realize all that's passed is the reflection, not the reality.
0: That one, you have to ponder for a minute.
1: (laughs) 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 But you can feel the truth of it.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. In other words, the immortal self, everything we're speaking about here today, has to deal with the fact that this is it's infinite it's timeless um it, we came in with it we have an opportunity to become more aware of it yes. versus being veiled it's like you used a, yes. at one point this you know you it's like you're trying to wear a coat of an eight-year-old and you know you're not eight anymore so it doesn't fit um exactly the reality is is that you know many of us are still trying to fit in that eight-year-old clothes and we've you know we need we're outgrowing it yeah. now, now now you have this simple instruction for those who want their love to last and this is a lasting love for I have for my mother for my family you say don't try to please each other for each of you has consist- is consistently changing pleasures each person in this case has consistently changing pleasures you said instead strive To please love, meaning the love itself, not pleasing the other person or the physical object. What advice would you give to our audience about what we would envision and do to please love and not trying to please each other?
1: This book, my new book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, The whole thing is written in order to help the reader remember who and what he or she is in reality. You hinted at this. The beginning of the book, I quote Vernon Howard, a great man I knew and author. He said long ago, It is wise to seek what is immortal because time defeats all other ambitions. When suddenly we meet that moment where what we had been identified with and attached to which means that we resist any change that comes to challenge it to remember in that moment greg that before we were attached before we were identified that we already had a relationship with something that was complete allows me to remember in that moment the truth of myself instead of what that resistance is telling me is true about my life. To remember what is true in the moment about love, about kindness, instead of remembering what that negative reaction is telling me I must do to blame you. So it's a shift based on remembering an essential element in ourselves that then allows me to bring into the light of myself the presence of that limiting, dualistic, self-punishing, other-blaming nature that doesn't want to change. So that by bringing all of that into the light of remembering the truth of myself, A, I see what is not true. B, what is not true is acted on by what is true. And C, the transfiguration takes place. The event is changed because I have changed from the inside out.
0: And I would say that all of our conundrums in life, all of our issues and our challenges are truly associated with what you're speaking about, Guy. Everything that we deal with in this human physical form, um, the the mental frames of mind, the challenges that we have that, that are given to us, If we continue to resist um, those opportunities for growth, we will never move to a heightened level of consciousness, um, as you're explaining, a better level of understanding of our existence here on this planet and what we're here meant to do. You talk about it, the purpose of our life. This particular book really does a great job at allowing people to open up and figure out their purpose, right?
1: That's it. That's it. You said it perfectly. The only thing that we run into in life, the only obstacle, only challenge, is what we have yet to understand about ourselves. If I can choose to want to understand, choose in favor of uniting everything in the moment instead of allowing something to choose against that unity, By separating me into what I blame for my pain, in that moment, I transcend that nature. I realize the presence of something that was there already, and I enter into its higher domain.
0: So now, where would you direct our listeners, Guy, if they want to get more information about the book, buy the book, understand more about the Life of Learning Foundation... Uh, what websites do we want to direct them to? Because there's such a, a breadth and depth of wisdom and knowledge that exists at Life of Learning. And I will say, through all of your works, um, all of your books, it's this is a life lesson for people. When they get involved in this work, it's something you want to continually work on yes. and dig into. Where do you want to send them? What would you like to tell them?
1: I think we can boil it down to two things. First, if you want the book, you can go to this website, yourimmortalself.com. One word, Mm yourimmortalself.com. My foundation has put the book up with five free downloadable bonus gifts uh, worth. I'm not going to go into it. it's, It's worth a ton. You get five downloadable gifts, including a whole album that's never been published before. yourimmortalself.com if you don't want that you just go to guyfinley.org g-u-y-f-i-n-l-e-y www.guyfinley.org and you can browse the website there for years downloadable materials there free gifts guyfinley.org or yourimmortalself.com and of course all the major chains online and uh, e uh, electronic have the book so I just you know I can't encourage the listeners enough we 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 acknowledge these truths now we must what I call act knowledge correct we must act on these ideas if we don't, we're done
0: well, acting on the knowledge is the clear part, and I think also being in community and one of the things that Guy does so well that helps to support people during this process is you can get involved with an online program that Guy does every Wednesday night with an opportunity to listen in, um, listen to these lessons, watch these videos that he creates. Truly will be transformational. And Guy, it's it's been a pleasure having you on. And the people can also get that at GuyFinley.com. Um, can,
1: dot org. yes. Or got, I forgot about that. I'm sorry. We do have an we have an online school. I know we got to get off. I forgot about it. That's okay. Thank you for reminding me. Wonderful way to act on this knowledge.
0: It, it is probably the best way because you do need to stay in community. You need support. Um, yes. This isn't a journey that we take alone, so why go it alone? Um, my thought here is um, the better you can create community of people, of like-minded people, um, the better off you are. I would encourage all my listeners to get this new book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, and we'll put a link in our blog to yourimmortalself.com. We'll also put a link to guyfinley.org, and you can just type in um, Life of Learning Foundation as well. You'll find him there. Guy, it's always a pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth, spending a few minutes with our listeners uh, to explain some of this ageless wisdom um, that people just need to be reminded to and awakened to. Thanks for being on with us.
1: Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate it.